We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Finally to Towns. Towns off the mark and that'll do it. One of the best wins of the season. Nick start 2024 with a terrific effort. An excellent debut and a brilliant performance from one of their stars. Julius motherfucking Randall, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. How you doing? Happy 2024. Oh, could not, could not have imagined a better way to start this year than what is the latest contender. And I would go so far as to say the leader in the clubhouse for best game of the year, um, best win of the year. And I think in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, the best Nick performance that we've seen all year. Um, there's so much to dive into in this game, uh, and we're going to go over all of it. Um, also, for those of you wondering if I've seen the video floating around Twitter of me, yes, I have. I will address that before we get to the Super Chats. Um, but let's get to some stuff that is far more important um, and, frankly, interesting. So here's the thing about this game, which the Knicks won 112 to 106. It's not that the Minnesota Timberwolves are second in the West, which they are. It's not that they were 24 and seven before this game, which they were. It is that I'm not sure given the particular circumstances at play here, um, you could have found a tougher matchup for the Knicks in this specific sense. Jalen Brunson, and we've seen it time and again, this season, we saw it in Orlando to a lesser degree than today. But when you're able to take him away, it kind of throws everything the Knicks do out of whack. And that was true um, before the trade that brought OG Ananobi to the Knicks. And it is, I mean, exponentially truer now. Um, I, I, I'm going to talk about RJ Barrett in a little bit. But the one thing that I have been consistent about throughout RJ Barrett's entire career, entire career, is that the one thing he gives you is the ability to get downhill and at least get something close to a quality shot at the rim. Now, why is that important? Well, it's not really important against most teams in the NBA, against the vast majority of teams in the NBA, against a team like this that's able to cut, not only cut Brunson off, 
but cut Brunson off using one defender because if he do, if he jukes that defender and we saw him juke his defender and they were sticking McDaniels on him who's an all defense caliber wing. If he jukes his defender and, and starts to get some breathing room, well, then there's 14 fucking feet of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert waiting for you. Or if it's not Cat or, or maybe Gobert's out of the game, then it's some other long rangy wing that they have. Even Kyle Anderson, like who they tried on Brunson a little bit. And it makes offensive generation a nightmare. So then when you take that away, then it's like, okay, well, we don't have RJ to get downhill. We don't have quickly in there who, I, again, this is one of those matchups that I'm not sure that how much they would have played him alongside Bronson because you saw that they didn't want to play Dante DiVincenzo or they, Tibbs didn't want to play Dante DiVincenzo alongside Brunson down the stretch because they were so worried about Minnesota size. That's why he stuck with Hart. Um, so there's not really a great answer there. And OG Ananobi, and my God, what a debut from Ananobi. He, as I said the day of the trade, does all the things that this team needed. But the one thing he doesn't give you is that creation juice in a pinch if you need to rely on your third option. So how do they go about winning this game? They toss the ball in to the guy who, you know, it's it's it's, it's funny. A lot of emotions. A lot of emotions spilled out onto the old, I don't know, how do people tweet? Keyboard, phones, whatever over the last several days. And those were warranted. And uh, I should have paid far more respect to those emotions than I did. Uh, However, I find it fascinating. And I say this as someone who killed Julius Randle once upon a time. I find it fascinating that if Julius Randle was traded tomorrow, doesn't even matter what he brought back. Literally, doesn't matter. You wouldn't see half the outpouring and I'm being generous of support and love for him despite the fact that he has made two all-star teams despite the fact that he has made two all-NBA teams despite the fact that he chose the Knicks and then chose the Knicks again on what we all agreed at the time was a bargain contract and despite the fact that he looks like he's on his way to his third all-star game I'd put him there if I had to vote right now obviously I'm a little biased But my God, I've said it so many times this year, and I'll say it again. There is no one in the league that can guard him one-on-one. You can't. It's not possible. You can guard him with your team, and we saw Minnesota frustrate him at certain earlier in this game. I think specifically, um, I want to say in this maybe in the third quarter, uh, where they got a couple of turnovers on him, and it it turned into some transition boxes. It's how and how Minnesota started to get back into the game after the Knicks built up that twenty-two point lead. So you could do it. And we've seen teams do it. We've seen teams do it a lot, far more often than they frustrated Brunson. But when he is locked in and when he could really get all of his faculties together and harness all of his skill and ability and passion, the passion that this guy plays with when he's going right, and God knows we complain about it when it's going wrong, but when it's going right, it's as fun to see as anybody who has walked on the garden floor, at least in my lifetime, because that dude is a battering ram. Um, and what a game, what a game to overshadow everything else that's going on. I, I mean, needless to say, they don't win this game without Julius Randle, but like they had nothing, nada going down the stretch. I don't even think, did Dalen Brunson have a point in the fourth quarter? Maybe Andrew could look that up for me. If he, I mean, if he did, I've forgotten it, but like nothing, 
nothing going for JB. I think he maybe maybe got to the line a couple times and made two free throws. Um, and that's it. So this was a Julius Randle game through and through. And honestly, we're getting to it's so funny. Said after 20 games, right? Um, last year, last year, said after 20 games. Well, obviously, if the Knicks get an all star, it's Jalen Brunson. And then Julius Randle makes the all star team. Said after 20 games this year, when Julius's shooting numbers were still poo poo, and they're still not all the way back up, but they've sl- slowly but surely rising. Um, we said after 20 games this year, there's no way that if the Knicks only get one all star, it's got to be Julius Randle. Well, guess what? I, I mean, it, it's still Brunson, but it's, I mean, Julius has made it very tight and hopefully they get to honestly, hopefully they get to. So Julius obviously is the big story of the day. I'm going to save OG for last because I want to talk about two things before we get there. One is the new guy. I know there was a few new guys. Uh, Precious Sachua played today. Did not um, exactly distinguish himself in those minutes. Not giving up on him quite yet. I, again, bad matchup, bad matchup with, for, um, a Minnesota team with all that size. So I'm, I'm kind of just going to punt the precious to chew it, uh, conversation for, for a, at least the game. We can talk about him if you want during the super chats. Fine. But, um, OG Ananobi, I was listening to, uh, the great Fred cats on cats and shoots, uh, Patreon podcast today, earlier today. And, and he wrote about this a little bit as well, but for anybody who missed it, basically like, Jeremy Grant signed for five years, $32 million a year, 160 total this past summer. OG Ananobi's agents, who, by the way, are Leon Rose's kid, um, is going to walk into Leon's office this summer and be like, okay, he's getting 32 a year. Well, I'm better than him, so I should get, I don't know, 35, 30, whatever. And you watch a game like this, and even in his debut, which was awesome, and he made so many big plays, including a stop on Anthony Edwards down the stretch, um, that was absolutely pivotal because it led to the transition basket when the Knicks were trying feverishly to hold off a Minnesota comeback. But it wasn't just that. There was great defense all game long by him. In addition, when he was switched on on Towns, hit some threes, and oh my God, we're his power dunks. Man, I made a joke in the in the Substack chat, which I, I don't know how I'm allowed to how much I'm allowed to joke on here anymore. Um, you never know where the where the police are, uh, but like. Watching, watching some guys. Here we go. That go with this. Watching some guys go up for shots at the rim. It's like a PG movie, maybe PG thirteen. Watching OG Ananobi go up when he's near the rim. That motherfucker's rated R. And oh boy, did he throw some down uh, today? Oh, some nice passes by Dante Divincenzo. By the way, he played a nice game. Very nice game. As did Josh Hart. Um, um, well, I'm sure Deuce will come up uh, throughout the day. Um. But what what OG gives you and why he's going to get paid close to a max this summer is like, and like all of our nerves went up when he fouled out of the game because all OG has to do or all his agents have to do is walk into, I mean, it happens to be Leon Rose's office, but any office of any team he's on where they would say, okay, you don't want to pay me? Go find someone else who does what I do. Go find someone else who does what I do. And then not only that, Go find someone else that does what I do and then compare and then the, the, that skill set, figure out how valuable it is in general around the league, but even more specifically to your roster. And I would argue that what OG does um, is as valuable to the Knicks roster as as anything 
because they have two subpar defenders in their starting five. Although I should have mentioned earlier, for as great as Julius Randle's offensive game was, I thought this was the best defensive game he played all year. Um, it was it was a good defender today, but that's the thing um, with OG, and uh, he was awesome, and I can't wait to see what he does uh, more of from from here on in. Are they complete yet? Um, no, they're 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 not complete yet. Uh, they. And as you saw today, again, even bad matchup, they are lacking another creator. They sent two of their four creators out and they didn't get a creator back because that's not what OG does, really. So they're still incomplete. We'll see how if they could stay above water uh, for as long as they uh, stay incomplete. Um, I think I said I was going to do Hardenstein first and I ended up doing OG first. So let's do Hardenstein now uh, and then we'll we'll move on. Underrated player of the game. Obviously, Randall will get all the attention and OG Ananobi. Needless to say, they don't win this game without Isaiah Hardenstein. It wasn't just the three highlight blocks on Rudy Gobert, but uh, his physicality, his toughness. I know we've been saying the same things about him all year. It's because it's always true. It's because he never lets us down or almost never lets us down. And, you know, I mean, this isn't a great offense, this Minnesota offense. It's not great. They're, I think they're 21st in the league, and they might even be lower than that if you look at half court offense because they get a lot of their shit in transition. But it's it's good enough. Um, and like they held them to 106 today. I know they added Ananobi, and adding Ananobi was a big part of it. But oh, and by the way, Minnesota hit 39% of their threes. The Knicks only 35% of their threes. So that's another swing factor that when that swing factor goes another team's way, usually results in Knicks losing. They didn't lose today, and they still hold held Minnesota to 106 points. For as much credit as Ananobi's going to get for that, um, I want to give almost as much credit to Isaiah Hardenstein. Fun game. Truly, a fun game. I think this is going to be a fun team for as much as they are going to be a little incomplete for a while. Although... The next move they made, it mean they make it's going to require you know someone who we probably like uh, going out. Although you never know, crazy things have happened. But that's a conversation for another time. Um, and well, you know what? I'm, I'm sure the rotation stuff is going to come up as we go through the super chats because I think it, it, this move and we saw the start of it today gives Tibbs some interesting rotation decisions to make that I'm very curious to see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get to uh, prize picks and our Super Chats, I'll, I'll try to be brief with this. So, funny story. My, we're driving home from Long Island today. 
and uh, I'm making small talk with my wife in the car. Kids are kid, kids are. I think I don't know what the kids are doing. And she's like, "You know, you're really getting fucking killed on Twitter." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." She's like, "Well, like, what the fuck?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I said some stuff I probably should have said, and some people are upset about it." I'm like, "You know, what what's the big deal? It's Twitter." She's like, "Well, like, it's okay to be critical." of someone you know you're critical of rj here but like why can't you just be nicer about it and i'm like because i'm kind of a dick sometimes and that was pretty much the end of that conversation and the moral of the story is um i can be a bit of a dick sometimes and it's not my favorite quality about myself but it's absolutely true and the reality of this situation is that uh on the post-trade podcast i said some things about rj that violated the only rule that anybody who ever steps in front of a microphone should have. The only rule. And it's the rule that Mike Breen told me when he was on this podcast. I don't know how long ago it was now. Two, two three years ago. He said, you know, I would never say anything about a player but like on mic or when I'm you know, when not in front of him that I wouldn't say to his face. And the way I talked about RJ, who, and this is the reason people got so upset, who has been nothing but a professional representation of the New York Knicks franchise since the day he came here, and this is a franchise that has been a laughing stock for most of the last, you know, the time before he got here, um, was nothing but a gentleman and like everything you could possibly want in terms of representation of your organization. And so, like, it doesn't matter why I said what I said. You can't, just, there's no need to say shit like that about someone like that. And it's even worse because, and this is what really hit me. And I was looking at John with a W posted a picture of like all of his and his son's. RJ, you know, shirts and jerseys and stuff on their bed that now is like, you know, he's gone. And it, it, it I'll get to where my where my frustration came from, where I made the comments in the first place in a moment. But like the people, I think, who felt it and rightly so, were just all people who were fans of RJ Barrett, not stands, but just regular fans and people who really took to this guy in a way that for whatever reason, I never did. Um, and like. Yeah, that really bothered me as well. To say nothing of the fact that, like, uh, it's not just me anymore. Like, we have a whole team of people here at Next Film School. So if I do something stupid, it's going to reflect on all of them. All that being said, the reason why I got kind of frustrated and let that frustration build over in a way that it should not have is because, and I saw the way the discourse was going and and kind of how it has been going on. It, not, forget the trade, like, you know, like this for a while. We've become so steeped in hive culture where and, and like I get it right it's an extension of fandom why do we, why are we fans we're fans because we can root for a team and then the team wins and then we feel good about ourselves and if the team wins the championship we feel really good about ourselves and really special about ourselves in a life that is ultimately meaningless so sorry to be a downer uh, but the, the the standom hive culture bullshit that's just an extension of that so like I get it but the other part of fandom that I find so amazing, and I realize what I did does not you know, go hand in hand with this, but is the community that we build as Nick fans supposedly together, where we could share in wins like this together and all be happy together. Um, and where we've gotten in terms of like hivedom, I feel like we've gotten away from that. Like, I, it feels like we can't all just be happy about the same thing anymore. You know, 
Like someone has to be arguing their point or something like, and, and it could never be, there's no more in between. It feels like political discourse. It feels like Republicans and Democrats. And there is no more in between. There is no more room for conversation. And ultimately that's where my frustrations came from. Um, certainly doesn't justify it or excuse it, but I did just want to say my piece and obviously very thankful to everybody. Like a lot of people reached out and were like, listen, don't, don't, don't sweat it. Um, you know, and like, look, if you're someone, I doubt this will get clipped and, and passed around. It's not, not quite as interesting, but if you're someone who heard a two minute sound bit from me and wants to use that to judge me or whether you're going to listen to me or watch me anymore, well, no, that's, that's my loss, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, you guys know who I am and, and what I'm about. And, and lastly, before I bring Andrew up here, cause I know he has some, some words he'd like to say. Um, I don't know who the person is who sent the clip around because I, I don't know the fuck anybody is on Twitter, but, uh, hit me up in my DMS and let me know whatever your cash app, you know, Venmo, Zelle or anything. And I'll shoot you a few bucks. Cause man, can't buy that sort of engagement. And trust me, I've tried. So uh, I can't afford much uh, Christmas in the Macri household set us back a little bit, but um, I'll, I'll do uh, what I can for you, whoever you are. On that note, Andrew Claudio. Oh, he has his glasses on. What's this? Uh, are you referring to me, Mr. Macri? Are you not Andrew Claudio? No, no. So your general manager reached out to me last night. My name is Drew. I'm the new head of public relations here at Nick's Film School. He he said it was somewhat urgent. And judging by the intro, I see the urgency. I, I just I wanted to introduce myself. Happy New Year. Um, I wanted just to, to get acclimated. I'll be I'll be your producer for for this uh, post game show. Um, okay. Any any type of uh. You know, you had mentioned the conversation with your wife about sometimes you're a dick. And so we're we're implementing some sometimes he's a dick policy here at Nick's Film School. And it's a strict don't say the thing policy that we had in place. But because of the live nature of some of the content that Nick's Film School provides, we want to make sure that we're, we're just you know, we had a really great year here at Nick's Film School. It's over two point three million downloads on the podcast feed. And I just want to make sure I'm just yes, that is that is an official announcement from, uh, as I said, your general manager, Mr. Claudio, uh, asked here me to right share now. that. No, no, he he's enjoying a day. He actually mentioned hiring a therapist, a sports therapist for, for the entire staff. He's been seeing one for his baseball team and his football team and oh. decided with the, the added downloads. We might actually have some room in the budget for it. So um, yeah. I'll just I'll be, be here if you, you need any notes. I already have one if you'd like. Um, we, sure. don't need to, we don't need to accuse people of being the police when it comes to um, we can just say that they're keeping us accountable. So that way, as I mentioned, we aren't dicks when we are talking about professional athletes at the top 1% of their profession. So I'm I'm your friend here. I'm, I'm just here to help whenever you need me. You only had one note in that whole thing? Man. Well, we'll see how the live stream goes, sir. I um, it's great. It's great to meet you. And I just realized what I should have gotten Andrew Claudio for uh, Christmas present. A tape delay button. If they have yes, that, that's in the works. Actually, we are. He also uh, he's also just uh, sent me a message. You're apparently doing something that's causing some feedback on your side, uh, audio wise. Two year old daughter is fucking around with the mic. <laughs> okay, so that is 
that is probably something we are unable to to do. I will see if we can get some an you extra set of hands over to Ask the Mackin residents. Reach out to Andrea. I think she has my wife's number. <laughs> okay, her. that sounds good. I, I will do so. I believe you have some sponsors to go through the 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 fine folks over at Pi- Prize Picks. Prize Picks. I, yes. I will let you take it through the uh, the betting and sweating segment is what I believe it was was referred to. And again, you Happy were- New Year. I'm your friend, not a babysitter, unless I have to be. I'm not paying you enough. Uh, to do any of that. Okay. Uh, from our friends at Prize Picks, that was great. Um, go to prizepicks.com uh, slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. You know how it works. You just go to prizepicks.com slash KFS if you want to put in 20 bucks, 40 bucks, up to 100 you can um you can get that match with your first deposit. It's okay. You can get that match with your first deposit, and um and they're happy to do it because they they want your business and they want you to uh, have some a little extra fun with the old uh, with the old old wagering. Uh, Daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, let's go through the the picks for today. Uh, first and foremost. GMAC, who's I, I can't tell if that's him or my new HR person that's joining me. That, as I mentioned, show. your general manager is visiting ther- therapist today, sir. But I can I can facilitate if you need me to. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, GMAC, who's not here right now, went uh, over nine point five rebounds for Julius Randle, and unfortunately, and I know he'd be upset if he was here. Uh, that just missed because Julius Randle got nine rebounds, although he did have a very good game on the boards. Sean with a W took. Carl Anthony Towns over 1.5 three-pointers made. And wouldn't you know it, Carl Anthony Towns went three for five from downtown. So good job showing the W, going two for two so far. Now, XJ did a combined thing, parlay, I think they call it, Jalen Brunson and Mike Connolly to combine for at least 13 and a half assists. You know what? You could take the Mike Connolly portion of that and you could dispense with it because Jalen Brunson hit this number all by himself. Should have mentioned it at the top. Career high, 14 assists. Um, did what he could. And again, struggled, uh, forced it kind of out of necessity down the stretch. But listen, 14 assists is, is nothing to shake a stick at. So good job by XJ there. And then finally, last but not least, OG Ananobi. At least 1.5 blocks and steals. That's a zoom in there and OG Ananobi ends up with no blocks and one steal. So just, just, just miss. Although obviously that does not begin to characterize his impact on this game and uh, not a coincidence that he was uh, plus 19. Again, you know what I always say game to game plus minus you can throw it in the trash for the most part, but sometimes it is a little indicative of what actually um, happening in a basketball game. I have one other note, sir, if if you don't mind me just sharing before I, I get you to the contributions from the people that watch you and contribute, which should garnish a reaction, which I'll, I'll help you if you need me to. That does not lead to another. I believe they call it going viral uh, in the Twitter verse. Um, you had asked about uh, Jalen Brunson's fourth quarter uh, points in the basketball game today. He scored two, sir. He made two free throws. That's pretty. That's something. Yes. Um, they scored. They scored eighteen, and he had two of them. Uh, only he did not make a shot, as you had two referenced. Yeah, yes, your basketball analysis. We have no complaints about here at Nick's Film School. That that is a no issue within the public relations department with your I, basketball analysis. I also just do want to say before I forget, um, and I was just reminded of it because Chris Finch. Uh, it was his first comment, I guess, after the game. Chris Finch, head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, said they punked us on the boards. Uh, to that end. 
Offensive rebounds, 16 for the New York Knicks, four for the Minnesota Timberwolves. They also out-rebounded Minnesota on the defensive glass for a total of 15 uh, rebound margin, 49 to 34. I think that's one. I mean, it's certainly one of the biggest margins they've had in quite some time. And to do have that kind of rebounding margin against a team with this size, um, could you tell the Knicks maybe wanted this one a little bit extra today? That's all I'm going to say about that. We will continue with your show, sir. Why, thank you. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Mythic Monty. Uh, thanks for starting us off. I immediately want OG to be a Nick for life. Well, he's probably going to be, <laughs> or at least for the for a goodly long time. This is not a stepping stone move, um, because once you get one of these guys, unless you're <laughs> unless you're beside Jerry and you've kind of bumbled it um, in various ways over the last few years, uh, you don't you don't give them up. And I, I understand a lot of people say the same thing about Emmanuel quickly. And the thing that I was going back and forth with with uh, Fred and um, and Benji is I was making the point over the weekend that like the, the big difference for me is there's a ton of guards out there that are like amazing on ball. Like you put like top three option, top 2.5 option on a good team. I don't know how many 15, 20, 25 in terms of like different skill sets. And like how many of these guys are there? OG, you know, and but Benji made the good point that, like, in terms of what IQ does specifically, that's also pretty rare, right? Being able to function alongside, you know, other um, predominant, you know, shot makers and, and uh, creators and all that stuff. So we'll see. I, I think ultimately this trade is going to be a win for both teams, though. Thank you, Mythic Monty. Jessica Elsner, what's going on, Jessica? Loving all the Ananobe D hitting all those Ananobe threes. I like that. I, I could get down with that. The proof of concept, while not yet complete, is clearer than ever. Love this team. Let's go, Knicks. You nailed it, Jessica. Proof of concept. You saw it. Not complete. Saw that too. Not complete. And I will be, I am, I am perhaps more fascinated as we approach this trade deadline, as I have been for one for the Knicks in a very long time, because they could go, they could go in some directions here. You know, there will be stuff that they could do, not getting a star, but there'll be stuff that they could do. Thank you, Jessica. Austin Z. I've appreciated what Randall has done in the past, but this is the first year where I truly enjoy watching him play some turnovers, but I really trust him now. You know why I think that is, Austin? If I if I could be so bold as to suggest a reason, I think that's because he's gotten better every year. You know, and I understand there's one year that that is absolutely not true, which was the first All NBA year to the the Kemba and Fournier year. And like we talked about that a lot, we don't have to revisit it. You know, a lot of that's on him. But I I really do think he tried to adjust. And it was an absolute and complete and total failure. And I also think there was some stuff going on probably off the court that may never come out, but I don't know what it is, but this, that's always been my suspicion because um, it was just so stark, the change. But for the most part, for the most part, the dude keeps getting better. And um, it was really cool the moment he had today with the fans where he was like letting it like playing off of him. It was really great. And my God, how far we've come since the first six games of the season. Thank you, Austin. Sam L. 
What's going on, Sam? Go New York, go New York, go. Never seen Randall look so happy and energized with his teammates. Really feel that the clicks era is ending with RJ gone. No shade to RJ. So I'm not going to speak to that because I have no earthly idea what click, if any, RJ was in. Um, I there were there were absolutely clicks in this locker room. <clears throat> I don't know. Click quick, quickly was in for that matter. Really don't. Truly, I I know from having watched basketball over the last four and a half years that Julius Randle and, and R.J. Barrett do not mesh. They just don't. And the numbers say that. The eye test says that. Again, I'll reference Fred Katz, uh, excellent pod, Katz and Shoot. Um, it, he said, you know, this trade was more a result, not a result of, like, part of the trade was, it was just abundantly clear. They had to choose at some point between R.J. and Randle. And, like, I, I think given what Randle gives you, compared to like what you'd get back for him versus how they were able to use RJ in this trade. I mean, it was an easy decision. Um, and at the end of the day, does the fact that Randall now, I don't know, Obi's gone. RJ's gone. It's as much his team as it is JB's. Uh, will it stay that way? We'll see. Will he, will he be on the team? But you know, when they make the last move, um, We'll see. But for right now, though, it seems to be working pretty well. Thanks, Sam. Michael Aaron, what's going on, Michael? People are going to be so happy about OG, and rightly so. But man, we really take Julius for granted sometimes. What a monster. I've been as guilty of this as anyone. Um, be happy to be the first one to say that. And be like, man, what he gives you. What he and a lot, you know a lot of people have made this not even a lot people 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 are saying people have made this comp of comparing you of Randall to Ewing in the nineties now in terms of how he was treated now that may sound ridiculous on its face because Patrick Ewing was like finished like fourth fifth or sixth in MVP voting I don't know five or six times something like that like he was up in that range a lot. And obviously the team had so much playoff success and he did catch a lot of shit from fans. I don't really remember it because I was young at the time, but I do. I, I I know it happened. And, you know, I think there's different reasons for that, but it does. it's the grass is always greener on the other side. And that's the case with Julius. He's he's so far from perfect. But so is JB. So Brunson. He's small, and you can target him on the defense. Um, although Minnesota today, with the new alignment, they were much less able to target him. I didn't see a whole lot of targeting going on. Maybe one, a couple of plays. Not a ton. Not a ton. Which is good. Thank you, Michael. Jasso focused. Repeat after me. Signature win. So now, it's so funny how the flip... The, the flip. Do I... Do I do, am I supposed to talk into a microphone for a living? Flip the script. The Knicks were whatever they were uh, heading into the play-in. I think they were 12 and 7. Does that sound right? Right? 12 and 7. So they were 5 over 500. And what are they? 3 over 500 now? <clears throat> um, And the, all the talk was no signature wins. Now, we've fallen a few games in relation to 500. Well, we, we've backslid a little bit. But Beat 
Phoenix, which I will continue to maintain was a really good win, despite the fact that they kind of scuffled after that. Beat the Lakers, beat the Bucks on Christmas Day, and beat Minnesota. Um, man, would I have loved to get that Oklahoma City win. That would have felt, and it, it felt like it was, uh, was kind of there for them. We know what happened. Was it why they lost? Was it not why they lost? I don't know. But either way, add this to the ledger. Add this to the ledger. And you know what? They're going to get a chance to get a couple of more here. Um, visiting Philly and on Friday night, no picnic. And then you got some other tough games coming. <laughs> Thank you, John. Haitian Ferg. OG makes the game simple for everyone on the floor. We can win a lot of games with the ease he brings on both sides of the floor. Quality team win. Let's go Knicks. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I'm going to actually shout out um, Jason Meredith, who is obviously a longtime all-star of the halftime Zooms for all the um, newsletter subscribers on Substack. Made a great point that I think has been made, and I, but I really want to I want to give him credit for it because he said it at the time, and it, it was so it's so true. Slotting everybody into their right spots by introducing like a true number one guy. That's not just a concept that relates to offense. Relates to defense too. When you have a true number one defender, and then you know Dante Divincenzo gets to, to to work his magic a little bit off ball, and we saw Divincenzo come up with like another steal today, um, and it just puts everybody in their right spot. Josh Hart, like it's not going to be fun for teams when they have to try to score when both Ananobi and Josh Hart are on the floor together. Let alone Ananobi, Josh Hart, and Quinn Grimes, which is the the version of the Knicks that we saw or the the new kind of version of the backup unit, right? With, you know, it's going to be interesting how he navigates this, right? Because he has Deuce in now at the end of the first with Julius and like Hardenstein and I guess Hart and Grimes and then keeps Hart and Grimes in except brings in JB and Ananobi for Julius and um, McBride <clears throat> and then we'll see what happens with the backup center moving forward. I like the choice. I thought it was a terrible matchup for it in this particular game because specifically with what they could do to Brunson, but I don't, I don't know what better choices they had today. You know, I don't know what better choices they had. Thanks, Haitian. Josh, so focused. Uh, Brunson. Oh, here we go. Brunson. Quickly, or yeah, Freudian slip. Brunson, Grimes, OG, Julius, Hardenstein look great. Future starting lineup. Um, I don't even know how many how much we saw that for in this game. I, off the top of my head, I don't know how, how many minutes that lineup played. I think they're going to stick with DiVincenzo. I think what he gives them offensively, and I think what he can bring to the table defensively, while different than Grimes, is enough. I think it's enough. That being said... And terrible job by me. I forgot to do this. I always forget someone. I always forget someone. This is a bad job to forget him. Quentin Grimes was outstanding. And I feel really bad that we're 38 minutes into the show. And I'm just now mentioning Quentin Grimes. Um, I'm actually going to, I feel really bad. So I'm going to read his stat line. Although the stat line, I don't think does justice to his impact on the game. Hit a massive three in the fourth quarter, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> three or four from the field, two of three from deep. Uh, 10 points, uh, had an assist. I vaguely recall it being a good one and three rebounds in. And here's the probably the most important part as far as Grimes is concerned. 18 minutes. 
So it's still, you know, 18 minutes for Grimes, 29 for Hart, 7 for McBride, 26 for DiVincenzo. So he essentially split. Actually, no, he didn't split DiVincenzo and Grimes. He didn't split 48 down the middle for those two. There's two other minutes in there somewhere. Um, But, and then OG Ananobi would have played 39 minutes had he not fouled out. So the one big error that I had, I did a little kind of minutes prediction in the newsletter yesterday in which I predicted that Ananobi would get about 30, I think I predicted 32 or 33 minutes moving forward. I think about 30, I think 32. So RJ was a 29. I think in, in Toronto, he was at around 34. I think I predicted 32 or 33 here. I'm going to be low on that. Maybe it changes in other games where his, where his you know, he's, not not quite as necessary to cover a guy like Edwards, but I think he's going to be high. There's going to be a lot of minutes running over here. <clears throat> Kevin Danishevsky, Brunson goes five for 23. This is a great point. Uh, comment, of the, comment of the night for you, Kevin. Brunson goes five for 23, and we beat the best team in the West. OG is unbelievable, and those calls were absolute horseshit. I'm so excited about this team. Yeah, the whistle, uh, the, the whistle on specifically on the fouls for OG and Obi. I didn't love the fourth foul. I didn't love the fifth foul. And the sixth foul, it wasn't going to get overturned. Can't call that there. You know, Han said it. Can't call that there. I, some, you even heard someone in the background say, like, can't, can't make that call there. Um, but your point about Brunson going five for 23 and us winning that game against the best team in the West. What a fantastic point by you. Great job. Um, I'll steal that and uh, try to remember to give you credit. <clears throat> okay, thanks, Kev. Uh, next up, Jamie or Jaime? Jamie? Uh, Nucho. I happily take the bad with the good when it comes to Randall and this version of the Knicks, but gotta say, I've never loved him more than right now. I think that's gonna be um, the case for a lot of people. For sure. But listen, just, you love him so much, not because of this game, but because there's been so much that he has done leading up to this game. And I think, I think we, I include myself need to do a better job of appreciating that for sure. Um, next up, Anthony, we simply do not win this game without OG. Oh, like it goes without saying. And if you want to do the, are they better or worse in this game or are they better off or better or worse off in this game with RJ and quickly, it's, it's that I don't know. I actually don't want to start getting into that and doing that after every game because I'm going to give myself a fucking headache and I don't really feel like doing that. Um, I agree with you. I don't think they win this game without OG and Anobi. I'll just leave it at that. Thanks, Anthony. Keith, OG fouling out on that was lame. Yep. But man, he was a beast. iHeart is everything a Nick should be and Drew was incredible. You hit you hit the, my three stars of the game. I... Man, I'm I'm gonna have a, a little bit of a tough time deciding uh OG or Hardenstein for second star and first star. One star, two stars. I it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be because Hardenstein was that good. Um anyway, happy uh, happy new year uh to you as well, Keith. OG team, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic, by the way. F the haters on Twitter. No, 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 no. We don't want to get Mr. PR up here. So we n- n- enough of that. Enough of that. Who? Um, oh, you're back, Andrew. I yeah, I just I just got here. Who's the dork, by the way? 